Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Boyale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, uh, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave oh I, i'm john <laughs> i'm just jd starting early hitting the the moonshine there john old smoky apple pie moonshine I got cherry coke zero over here. I have. Well, that's a completely different type of drug. <laughs> Just plain old water. So, is moon? Okay, is the old smoky really moonshine? I've had it. I've had a couple of different ones of theirs. The blackberry, I really like. Yeah, me too. I'm, I, I assume it is. I mean, it hits harder than most of the other stuff I drink. I, I, and I, I've got a sweet tooth, so it's right up my alley. You know. Well, that's true. Yeah, they're all. All of them are sweet. I think most yeah. of them are anyway. Pretty pretty overly sweet it doesn't it's not like Everclear, you know it's just no but not much is like Everclear. so <laughs> it's true so then how are you doing john i'm doing okay got your old smoky so you're okay is that is that how this works i'm okay now let me let me you know I, i'll elucidate yes yes i'm okay now no everything's good you know i i, I i'm i'm getting to the point where my my nephew is going to be coding his own blocks in minecraft and i am really happy about that and yeah otherwise i gotta i, I gotta find a way to ask for a raise at work a year after they gave me a raise because they've doubled my workload and made me do management stuff and i am i am that kind of developer that wants to be in the basement in the dark and just you know you shove food under the door and every once in a while it comes up and says look beautiful code and then goes back down into the basement but now i'm having to manage a team and it's just gods it's not now now wait did they add manager to your title or you're just we're given the responsibility without no i've just got the responsibility i do not have a manager now and that has left me the director has asked me to do management stuff yeah but no title no raise yeah i would i would i would make us think about that me personally like whoa whoa, whoa. you have me acting like a manager make me a manager give me the raise so yeah I'm, I'm sure I am singing a, a well-known tune by most people that listen. You yes. know, if they've ever been in corporate America, this is not an unusual tale. So true. True. How about Be- you? How- I was about to say, speaking about people who've done all things ever been in corporate America. How about you, JD? Oh, JD has been happier for no, it. I sure. worked for, I worked for live nation for two years. Oh, that's true. That's oh, wow. In 2007, I edited television commercials when they owned the Monster Jam, Supercross, and Arena Cross, and professional bull riding properties. Huh. That's right. I forgot you did do that. You mentioned that before. So, And what was your experience? 
I was there for two years. What do you think? Oh, okay. <laughs> Corporations suck, right? I hate corporate. I'm working in education now and it runs much differently. We'll just leave it at that. Still yes. feeling my way around, but I think it sucks for a lot of different reasons, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's different. Like, and I'm learning stuff, so I don't want to make sweeping judgments yet, but it's a different mindset. I'll say that than corporate America. So yeah, I don't know. I'll leave it at that until I'll make a, when I get further along into this, this job, I'll make some statements, but there's differences for sure. Right. Hmm. You're in high school, right? Not grade school. I'm actually 42 years old. <laughs> I, teach, I teach in high school. <laughs> nice. God. That was, that was a beautiful, that's a beautiful comeback. I'm witty, which is important <laughs> when you're dealing with teenagers. Yes. No, because my girlfriend works in a grade school and that's also, I think they're two different animals as well at that point. So. They are. The kids are different. The, I don't know. Like it's stealing. Like I, I'm, I'm finding the part, the working with the kids part to be the part that's easy. I find the logistics of being a teacher to be the most difficult mm -hmm. so far. Yeah. Like yeah. my, I'm, I, I teach graphics well, right now. I'm teaching <laughs> graphics. So we do stuff in Photoshop and Illustrator. We have not been able to launch our adobe <laughs> products because they wiped the computers this summer and they don't have a mac guy in their it department jesus so, criminy yeah so it's been difficult and i had to so for my graphics one i have four period three periods four periods of graphics one one period of graphics three my graphics one kids have not been able to sign in to their computers yet this is when so, you do a slideshow with within one of those old projectors it says this is what it would look like if you could do what you're supposed to do i've done a little bit of that we went over because mac interface is different than a pc yep. interface so we've mm -hmm. done you know we did a, a project and how to like find stuff i did first thing it was a google search i gave them a ton of stuff to google search image wise <clears throat> Right. Uh, okay. And then I had them put into folders and I showed them how we label stuff and how they can turn in their projects by a Dropbox, wasting time, wasting time, stuff's not working. So we watched a video on color theory on YouTube and I gave them an open note quiz. Jesus Christ. And I had people not doing well. <laughs> I gave them the notes. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, so there's like, but again, kids are kids. Kids are fine. Yeah. It's the logistics of teaching that, that makes sense. Do you have to deal with something you want to say? He heard kids. In. He heard the yeah. word kids and decided, oh, I have a I have I have oh, things. Hey, good night, buddy. You want to say good night to the guys? Good night. Good night. See you good later. night. Good night. Love you. <laughs> we'll record our podcast tomorrow. He we have a podcast together. It's called that's when he was it's called Demons of the Night, where he gets to talk about the monsters that he loves. Oh, awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cool. Coming coming soon to YouTube. Okay, come, <laughs> take, take Astro with you, buddy. Come on. Good night, guys. <laughs> Good night. Astro, the podcast, no, yes, Astro has jumped in the podcast. Good night, Andy. <laughs> Close the door. Love you guys. All right. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, it's the logistics of teaching. It's all like the computer programs that you have to use to do things. So yeah. you have this program, like, what does it do? What does this, this, and this? Cool. What are those? Like, <clears throat> you don't know what you don't know, and I'm learning as I go. There is an old Latin saying, qui docket discit, he who teaches learns. That's you true. are going to learn so much more than, you know, no matter how Bargain much you think it. you know about something until you try to teach it, you know, you don't know what you think, you know, well, I'm decent at Photoshop. I'm not, I don't call myself an expert, so I'm getting better as I go along and I'm, I'm, I'm very yep. novice on Illustrator. So my skills will be much better by the end of the semester. So, so besides trying to navigate teaching, how, how's your week been? Oh, it's been kind of dominated by that, to be honest with you. Like I didn't get as much writing time as I wanted to. Once I get into a rhythm, I'll feel better about life. But it's, yeah. it's been a little, it's been a little sticky trying to get into a rhythm. Like I'm just not there yet, you right. know? but I'm getting there. Yeah. You know, that's about it. How are you, Dave? I, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm watching John 
playing with uh, hankies hanging I, down into I, his camera I need, frame. I, I just, I need something that's a little less bright. This thing, this light, I, I need to go find another another light source because i would suggest just... i would suggest see what i mean when I use, one we don't have a video podcast doesn't really matter but you could use a refractor so you're bouncing your light into your face and that immediately turns down the intensity of it while still giving you a nice fill the only place i could put that is in front of the screen that's mine's even behind the screen hmm where's yeah, your that light might work might turn work. your light around. i'm saying turn your light around and then you bounce it off and it hits you if i turned that one on that would hit okay yeah you'll say to... <laughs> yep Okay, you guys go ahead. I'm going to do some Amazon shopping while we're doing. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't pay, you don't listen to the show afterwards. Why pay attention while you're on it, right? What, I mean, what'd it's... you say? <laughs> we're halfway there. Uh, but anyway, uneventful week for me, really, just work and usual BS. I've I felt single this week a lot of times because the first week, the the week before school starts, my girlfriend has a lot to do, so. Oh, you guys haven't started yet? Uh, no, this this week is uh, tomorrow is the first day of school here in in Philly. Which Connecticut is, uh, starts tomorrow too. Yeah, so. we've been. This is week three for us. We started last Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of school districts across the country, but yeah, the 29th is the first day in Philly for most school districts. Anyway, I mean most. Yeah, most school except, districts in Philly. That's except what I some. I think like in Texas, they're 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 so short on teachers. There's like two states that are so short on teachers. They're doing four day school weeks now. Well, people treat teachers like crap, let me tell you. Oh, they do. Yeah. I mean, no, no, no argument there, man. Teachers should be paid double what they get paid. And I mean, they I should. Know. I like it's that. Just, idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, same thing with your, your Michigan, right? Not Michigan. Illinois. Illinois. Same thing in Florida. I have friends who live down there and their, their kids went back like three, this is their third week. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's so weird that it's not uniform, you know, but I get it too, because weather's patterns are different where you live as well, mm -hmm. right? But some places it's it's hotter still. Some places it's cold already. But that's the problem. Our, our our classrooms shouldn't be tied to the weather. That that's very old school farm thinking. Yes, but a lot of school buildings are still old school buildings. That's a completely different problem. Well, a very major problem. I don't think most my of our school has air conditioning. <clears throat> no air conditioning. Probably, you know, a good amount of asbestos, some black, a little black mold, black mold in the in the walls. You know, just our 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 te our our whole school system. All right, don't get me started. That that run <laughs> that runs down into the politics section that you keep telling me I'm not allowed to say anything about. <laughs> this is not a political show. Okay, but can we at least agree that like school JD should be paid stuff? double and he should be in a in a school that has air conditioning? It doesn't well, have black does. mold. I, I mean, my school was built six years ago, so oh, I'm good. in a, I'm in a good right, school. Like, my school rules, to be quite frank. Oh, so you have my your school has the bullet windows and stuff. I don't think so. No, mm. I tell you, we do have to do like that was a scary moment. We had to watch like these safety videos of what to do when like intruders come in, and it's it's pretty spooky to be honest with you. And listening yeah. to Andy tell me stories about their active shooter drills in the building and i'm sitting there oh here's a great thing i took my kid here's oh get this speaking of which i i had because i'm doing stuff with the brought with the, the web with the webcast portion of the school so i was going to film some volleyball highlights and my wife had a i don't know if i could talk she didn't listen she had a job interview so i took andy and took him to school with me and we were there and we were hanging out and i showed him my classroom and i showed him where i hide granola bars so he was super happy <laughs> and then i got a notification that we are under lockdown because Jesus. there had been a shooting a few blocks away from the school. So hey, we were fine. But at the same time, like the fact that I had to actually participate in one of those was not cool. You know? Yeah. 
You know, when I was in fifth grade, I and I have this very vivid memory of I'm sitting in class in fifth grade with Mrs. Bethancourt, one of the best teachers in South Bay, Connecticut ever. And I remember one of her old students just walking into the school, walking by the, 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 the door and then popping in and saying, oh, hi. And then, you know, she goes off and talks to me for 10 minutes because it was an old student of hers that had come back to see her. You can't do that anymore. Then when I was in college, you come back and visit, you know, relatively yeah. unannounced. Like, and that was, I'm not that much older. I'm not that old. You know, it's just it's a different world, man. Yeah. I don't even know how these kids get into these buildings. Like I got to have a swipe card on me and all this stuff just to get in. And I hear how these people are getting into these places and it's, it baffles my mind. You know? Well, like, like you, like you just said, a lot of the schools, they don't have air conditioning. They yeah. That's have, true. They're, yeah. They're, I mean, I remember going for, back, which they shouldn't have to be, but you know, I remember going back to my old high school when it was still my, my old high school is gone now, <laughs> but when it was still Doherty and visiting a couple of my old teachers and like, yeah, I just walked in, went, it was my, my music theory teacher. I just went right into the music department. I found sister Joanne and we just had a chat and then I left, you know, it was just like, but yeah, you can't do that nowadays. So it's, it's wrong. This thing is wrong. It's We're here wrong. though. We're here. We're it's here. Nothing we can do about it. We're here. We're like, queer. Get used to it. I like oh, the wait. old days where they just had, they just had the, the drills so that you could kiss your ass goodbye underneath a desk because of the nuclear warheads. Oh, it ain't much different than that now. So, oh God, I shouldn't get this, but I will. They are taught. They are taught that if the true the intruder comes into your classroom, you throw things at him. Oh my God! Yeah, we watched that in the video. Like, I forget there's a term for it, and I'm slipping my mind right now. But you throw your books, throw your book bag, whatever you can, and then try to swarm them. Have they tried giving the kids throwing stars yet? <laughs> if they wouldn't use them on each other, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But <laughs> what would true. happen is dude would get pissed at another dude. And then it'd be like a scene out of like American Ninja down the hall. I'm sorry. None of this is right. No, none but it's, if you right. can't make jokes and laugh about it, the whole, the, the, the horror is yes. too much to bear. So exactly. I, I no, I could do nothing <sighs> to make jokes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's what you have to do because reality sucks it blows man it absolutely blows speaking of escape from reality did you guys watch this week's she-hulk uh-oh jd wolverine what we had wolverine did you did see miss... no did I you was... dave dave sent the email out late and i was making dinner and i looked down i'm like oh shit i forgot to watch she-hulk today no no i didn't spoil <laughs> anything forgot. it was i didn't spoil anything he's not in there but she's reading a newspaper or or she was watching she was on her she was on her laptop oh, or something laptop? and one Tablet? one of she was looking at a news site and one of this one of the headlines was man gets into bar fight with steel claws yes the man fought with the steel claws yes, yes. it reads like the man a man fought with steel claws like yes in uh-huh. a bar fight yes cool that's very cool oh yeah so wow. tell me what happened just, what Tell me what else happened. What happened in she? Okay, all right. So, <laughs> all right. So she gets fired from being a, a a DA, right? Because that's what she was when the show starts. She gets, she's in a bar. Like, like this. This is this is this is one of those overtones or under undertones I don't know, undertones that you get with with the thing where. You, you know, I've drank all of my moonshine. So this is one, this is one of the things you, this is going to be like drunk history, only, you know, drunk comics. Ooh, we should do that. Never mind. <laughs> right. So anyway, that one of the things is when she's in the bar and she's as She-Hulk and her boss comes over and tells her to change back. It's, be, 
it, you know, it's like it kind of shows off the fact that men find her very intimidating and they don't like to have to, you know, they, they don't like being intimidated. So he wanted her back as as but it, as it makes so much sense in context in that scene. But go ahead. Right. But the, but the other thing I is get that it, the, the really neat thing is she was very, very drunk as She-Hulk. But, you know, they already covered that. She doesn't really get drunk as She-Hulk. She gets a buzz and that's it. She could drink, you know, a, a fifth of tequila in, you know, five seconds and not be a problem. But when she changed back into Jennifer Waters from She-Hulk, she immediately just slid to the ground, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of like she could like, she could go from She-Hulk with just a buzz to alcohol poisoning and in an ambulance in five seconds. <laughs> but but that, and, and of course, that's when he fired her. <laughs> Right. And exactly. And it's funny because like it works. Oh, my God. It works on so many levels. So, yeah, he's like, we have to have a serious conversation, change back into Jennifer. And then he fires her, which a works on two levels. One, he's firing her. So he doesn't want to fire She-Hulk. He's firing Jennifer. But two, then she gets hired by what's the it's like THQK or something. It's the company that was representing Roxxon. Mm-hmm. in the in the first episode shady they hire her to head up their superhero law division which is they, they talk about that in the previews, so that's not a spoiler of any kind if you watch the previews and she gets to work and he's like oh we didn't hire jennifer walters we hired she-hulk and she has to turn back into she-hulk and the whole time she's at work it's another allegory for he might as well have told her as she walked in no you have to wear a skirt long yeah that's hair. exactly what that is you know yeah i like it so yeah i mean it, it just works on so many levels i'm not understanding i'm still seeing people saying they don't like it and i don't wow. get it it's kind of charming and i really feel like it's people like i saw on my came up on my youtube video i didn't watch the video but it was like okay this is gonna set jd off again why she hulk is an example of bad writing I, was the title I, of the video i'm like no nah, i just skipped over it this is like oh jd's keeping his cold this week all right <laughs> you know it's funny because i had three people message me and said that wasn't that bad like apparently we oversold it on the internet so well i guess if you didn't feel better. they didn't see your reaction that's the other thing and i didn't put the video up because that true. required more extra work to, to edit that, the video, but that's a good point, actually. They did not you see make, you, you had stand, to... throw your headphones, stand up, and go like you were about to walk out the door and you stood in the corner for a minute. I did stand in the corner, Blair Witch style. You I should have put the, the video up and made his face green as he did. Uh, so, again, that's just my beef is like, you know, you don't like it, that's fine. Art is subjective, you don't have to like everything, but just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not good. Writing. So, I'm, I'm actually was mm-hmm. started writing yep. an article for the website it'll probably be out before the show about toxic fandom and i don't going to get into too much detail on what i'm writing it's about all the stuff we've basically have said on this show but while i was doing it i'm like that's right i wanted to reference something i'd written a long time ago do you guys remember five years ago i said i had an idea for two female superhero movies that they could do because there was all this talk about why there are no why aren't there enough female superheroes being represented they've um, already tried electro woman and dino girl and it didn't work out too well no i had two suggestions one for one for marvel one for dc the marvel was she hawk the dc was zartana i think that was before i was on the show yeah it's a time 2017 she her her backstory we talked about it on the show with you because you liked my idea and here's the thing i said (laughs) 
I was a different man then, Dave. I said in the article two things. I because I reread it today, and because I wanted to reference it in the thing I'm writing now, I said two things that I completely forgot. One that it would be an allegory about confidence, where like she doesn't have much confidence as Jennifer Walters, but when she turns into She-Hulk, she becomes overconfident. Which is part of her character anyway. Exactly. And two, that Tatiana, how do you say her name? Maslavi. Maslavi should play her. Maslani. 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 Yep. I said that five years ago. I'm a soothsayer. <laughs> this is before there was any even talk of doing a She-Hawk show. Eh, you could take the W for that. So okay. I was just shocked reading it. But back to this week's episode. And then... Like, it's funny, because, like, this this episode, like, so then it becomes about that. She gets the new thing, and then she goes, has dinner with her family, with her mom, dad, and I think, what was it, brother and sister? And Yeah, that was kind of awesome, that, that whole That whole scene is... scene is so well done. It's so funny. Anyone who's in a family, the family dynamics like that gets it. Candice Rose as Aunt Melanie, Mark Lynn Baker as Morris Walters, Tess Malice Kincaid as Elaine Walters. I mean, it was it was just it was really like a family. So the um, the did you not realize who the father was? No, Mark Lynn Baker, right? Yeah, yeah. What what bosom buddies? Oh, oh wow. my god, duh. <laughs> the other guy, the other guy, not Balky. Yeah, the bosom. other guy. When you do, <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're mixing our shows up. Bosom Buddies was Tom Hanks. I'm not Bosom Buddies. I'm sorry. Perfect strangers. Perfect strangers. Perfect strangers. Uh, Sam. Perfect strangers. Yeah. The the other called. Bosom Buddies. <laughs> the more successful one. Bosom Buddies didn't last. Perfect strangers was on for a while. True. Yes. Standing so. tall on the wing. 1986 1983. Right. Like, that's six years. That's good. Four, five, six, six seven, seven years. Yeah. Seven, seven years. That's a that's a good TV show. That's syndication rights. Yeah. Bosom Buddies, I don't think, made it one season. Let me check that one. No, it's a couple seasons. But it's yeah. one of those shows where they kind of changed a lot of things, I think, in like the second season. Yeah. Anyway. Two seasons. Um, two seasons. You're right. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the 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 father came across as really caring. Like, you know. Well, okay. So here's what got like, me in the episode. He, he's, he calls her kiddo, which is what yeah. I call my daughter. So it was just like, you know, like that hit home. Like. It felt like a conversation I would have with my daughter. So it was just like, yeah, it was just, I don't know, I was really good. And then, like, that's the whole thing. There's no action in this episode. Yeah. They were really proud of Jennifer's brother becoming a man or what? Yeah, manager at like Best Buy or something. At Best Buy, yeah. It's like they, they, they joked about him in the first episode you know we, we all know that there's other you know the other genius in the family and they mentioned him i like is there something else he's a genius at that he hasn't shown and he's just horrible at life normally no because i don't know i don't know how many of these characters exist in the comics either like or was he you know but yeah i mean they were all they were all good it was it was just and and half was it during the the family dinner was it more her father you know says i i need some help over here and they go into, I guess, the garage yeah. or something. And he's like, no, no, don't worry. I don't need any help. I just wanted to get you away from that. You seem down. And that's like such a nice father thing. to do. Right. It's one of the things that made it feel real. Yeah. Like it's again, it's good writing. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. not bad writing. That is something I would do as a father. If like my daughter came into a situation, and was getting bombarded by everyone. I'd be like, hey, I need to talk to you for a second and get her away from, you know, everyone bothering her. So it's just like, yeah, like. 
obviously it was written by somebody who understood that dynamic. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I can't, I don't get it. So, I mean, the crux of the episode is she gets hired by the, the this firm, heading up the superhero law division. And then, of course, her first case is Blonsky, Abomination. And at first she's like, no, it's a conflict of interest. He literally tried to kill my cousin, you know? And, you know, they're like, oh, no, we have a a waiver of conscious, a conflict of conscious waiver for you to sign. It was like... Conflict of interest. Waiver of conflict of interest. Yeah, yeah, like, I've never... I didn't know that's a thing. Like, there's a conflict of interest. There's a conflict of interest. Social conflict. Yeah. And then, you know, he's not abomination. He's... uh, Bonsky. Blonsky, when she talks to him, and he's like, he's in a yoga, he's got seven soulmates that he's met through the pen pal program, and he can't wait to go and meet them and build a life with his seven soulmates. Go, go, uh, gadget polygamy. And then... And she calls she calls Bruce to say, hey, oh, that's you know, the best. Are, you, are you cool with this? And he's like, I was a completely different person back then. Yeah, you were Edward, Edward Norton back then. Yes, like, first off, that was a shout-out to that. That was a shout-out to that, which was perfect. That's a great line. But that's a great scene, too, because, like, if you notice, she's telling him about this case and is calling, saying, like, she wants to get, make sure he's okay with her taking the case. That's when he says he's a completely different person. But then she keeps talking over him. And finally, he's like, you're calling me to tell me you're taking the case, not to, not to see if I'm okay with it. And she's like, yeah, uh, you know, which A, played like a real, to me, cousin relationship, and B, like, it was just a nice, like, little scene. And then something happens in the episode, Hulk is in a spaceship and disappears, we don't know where that where that's going. Yeah, the- she's, talk- she's talking to him about this, and the last the last scene that they have of, of that series of her talking to him is he's on the Sakaran ship and headed outside the galaxy. Or well, outside the solar system, he's exiting the solar system, and of course the the call cuts off at that point. And she she looks at the phone like, oh, I guess the call ended. But he's gone. He's off world now. So he's he's. I mean, they've number one, they've effectively taken him out of the picture for the rest of the She Hulk series. So he right. can't just she can't just call in an audible and have him come in and help. And number two, from what I've heard, this was to get him into a position for a future Hulk movie. So maybe they're going to do the real planet Hulk, or they're going to talk about, was it Gore or Scar or Scar? Yeah. Scar. And, and who knows? I mean, like, or maybe we'll see the, not the collector. What's his brother's name? The the guy who had him there on Sakaar. Jeff Goldblum. What's his yeah, name? Jeff Goldblum. Games Master. Yeah. The Games Master. Maybe they'll have him, him as part of this, or maybe they just want him back. I mean, there's a lot of World War Hulk that they did not cover in because uh, it was not a World War Hulk movie. Exactly. No. So, so maybe we'll get that in this. You know, who knows? I don't. But know. he's 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 effectively in position for whatever next movie they're going to make with him. And Mark um, Ruffalo is is quoted as saying, "I'm really surprised they keep asking me to come back to do this, but he'll he'll keep doing it. He said he'll keep doing it. So that's that's awesome. He seems to be having fun. Gets paid well. Why not? He's a great actor and a great guy. Yeah. He loves doing stuff just for the fun of it. It's awesome. Well, doing those kind of things gives him the financial flexibility to do the kind of stuff he'd really wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like, like begin yeah. again, or yeah. yeah. He, he, by the way, if you ever see, if you ever want to see him in a really good movie, see him in Begin Again. It is what it is a, a, it well, it's it's really a date movie, so you should see it. In, 
but it's an awesome movie. It's a feel-good movie. You should see it. He seems to subscribe to the Cusack theory of you do one for you, you do one for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. You know? So, and then the, the teaser is she's on the phone telling her boss, like, okay, I'm taking the case. Everything's good, blah, blah. And she's like, what, turn on the news right right now? Oh, okay. And she turns on the news, and it's a report that Abomination, even though he's still in prison, had been somehow sneaking out and fighting in an underground fight club, <laughs> as we saw in Sang-Chi. So it was like, Wong. And she's like, she says she curses or something, and then, you know, it fades. And then back. he broke out. Well, he, he actually, it wasn't just that, right? He'd been fighting in, underneath, in an underground fight club. Didn't it wasn't didn't it end with he'd also actually broken out? Completely? No, no, they didn't. They didn't say that. They said that they don't know how he was getting out. Okay, but that this footage had been released, and then so obviously that's set up for the next episode. But yeah, which well, we still don't know why he was doing that. That was, but again, it's a good way to tie it into the greater MCU as well. So well, Benedict Wong is you know in the credits, so yep. he will be showing up as Wong. Wong is like the most unsung hero of the entire MCU. I think so. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of my favorite characters at this point. So, yeah. If you, if you watch on YouTube, how it should have ended, there are so many parts, so many timelines of the MCU that, that he could have saved single-handedly. Wong. Yeah. I love when they do that on how it should have ended. He's just yeah. like, Wong. It's like, like there, there's Thanos with the glove is like, you know, create, create a portal under him, let him fall to the point and then cut the portal off and cutting off Thanos's arm with the glove on it. Yep. Wong. I just Wong. saved the universe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Of course, Strange could have done that too, but hey, let's not split hairs. Uh, Strange is too intelligent to have done that. It didn't work. What didn't work? Wasn't that Wong? We're talking about Wong and does the other universe, right? But Wong does that. Oops. No, and how it should have ended. It's a oh, how it should have. Ended. I thought there was a yeah, what if for some reason. Never it should. It, it's yeah. It's a. Have you ever seen a how it should have ended? I have actually. I saw the Godzilla one. I oh God, those are good. Yeah. Yeah. So. So anyway, I liked it. I, um, I you know I don't. How many episodes is there total? I can't see your hand. Oh. I mean, there's two so far, but how many total? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. So since you missed this week, JD. I mean, I can ask this question of you too, but John, how do you feel about the half hour runtime? Like, it's making, it... it's keeping them, it's keeping the episodes lean. I nine. think they, nine, nine. to together. I was okay. just looking that up. Yeah. I, it's keeping the episodes really lean. I think they could add a little bit more to it. They're going really quick. I feel yeah. like, I feel like I do when I'm watching some of the really good anime and those usually top out at 23 minutes total runtime with, without like, you know, mid credits or anything. And, yeah, I just, it, it seems really quick to me, and I think they could have added more, but, you know, then again, we're talking about a show that's based around a character that's complete CGI, so, true. so the fact that this is being made at all is only chalked up to the mouse at this point. <laughs> I think the yeah. idea of, it, it's coming with a sitcom-esque format that they've, you know, said they were going to do, so, you know, half-hour ballpark-ish shows kind of works, like WandaVision was the same I don't yeah, think they stuck with it. I think if they, I don't know if they stuck with a half hour, they might've gotten toward an hour to the end, but I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. I like it. They could do that here too. I feel like it's less of a commitment. Yeah. You know, like, it's not like, oh, you have to commit so much of your life. Like stranger things was a commitment this year. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> One that I was, was willing it? to make. Cause I like the show. Mm-hmm. True. True. Yeah. No, I could. Uh, yeah. 
I can see that again. Like it's funny because we were complaining about fatigue, but now I don't feel it watching the show. Like by the time it's over, it's like, oh, I want it more. So it makes me tune in next week. I you think know? thinking about all the Marvel stuff is what makes you feel fatigued. Like and they, it's almost like it was like homework. It's you know, mm-hmm. but when you're doing it, it's fine. You know, isn't that weird to say? Like, I feel like when I look at like their plans for stuff, it's like, oh, it's so much of my life I have to commit to watching this stuff. But mm-hmm. when I'm doing it, I usually feel okay. Like I said, yeah. I enjoyed this more than the starts of like Hawkeye and you know Moon Knight. I didn't even bother to turn on. So I'm, I'm going to watch this when we're done with the show. Can, can we say that Tatiana Maslany is is killing it? She's she's oh, really yeah. really good. To the surprise of no one, she's a very good actress. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, when she did Orphan Black, she mm-hmm. did at least like you know twenty different personalities. She's she's amazing. So, you know, this this is like nothing for her compared to what she went through in Orphan Black. She only has to do one personality or one and a half. Yeah, right. You know? Right. Because, I mean, I think the She-Hulk is her slightly altered. So it's just like, yeah. 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 Oh, it's, it's good. So, all right. Well. Wolverine confirmed. Great. <laughs> Can't wait. No kidding. Do we yeah. want Hugh Jackman back or do we want someone new? I when we've we're, talked about it before, but I'm figuring out where we are in this at the moment. I we're we're back to the Deadpool quote in Deadpool 2. We want to cast that of of early 20-somethings that can carry a franchise at least 10 to 20 years. So, I don't want that for Wolverine. I don't want a young Wolverine. Like I want a grizzled <laughs> guy who seems like he's been around for a while. Well, they're gonna need somebody who looks like that at 20. <laughs> And then, and then let him age into it, you know. Well, I mean, they got they got lucky with Hugh Jackman. He just has presence. So even when he even early on, you know, like his first well, his first appearance is that he still had that feeling of this is a guy who's been around for a long time. Is this know? well? Where's question one? Does he even want to come back and do it anymore? I don't know. You know, what I he mean, wants about what I want. It's huge, jacked man. Yes, I mean he's he, having he, fun on to. he's having fun on Broadway right now, which is he comes from musical theater. It's what he loves. Yeah, correct. So. But like I said, you do one for you, you do one for them. Perhaps and he hasn't done anything movie wise like to stand out in a while. Oh, yeah, I mean, I guarantee the... he's not getting paid X Men movie money to do. No, uh... but he doesn't need to at this point right. in his career either. Mm-hmm. But he always really liked playing that particular character. So under a new set of circumstances, with you know, with an MCU attachment, I could see him wanting another run or not i don't know he's getting older i kind of feel like there was so much build up between him and and reynolds with joking around about kind of like doing a deadpool versus wolverine well when they bring deadpool in they have they'll have more than enough opportunity to play around with especially with whatever sylphie and and loki are doing to the multiverse they'll have more than enough you know ability to just play around with oh yeah here's wolverine from a different reality you know, and have right. Deadpool walk through that reality to get to this reality. How, how old is Jackman right now? It's a good question. Because that's another thing. Like, do we want to bring someone back in who can only do two more movies and then be done? Exactly. That's the, that's why I'm saying they're gonna have to they're gonna have to they're gonna have to recast it. It's gonna have to be someone who's he's 53 years old. He's a year older than I am. Looks way better. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. I you know. That's not even an insult. That's like that's the way the universe should be. <laughs> that's right. just the universe taking taking the shape it should. Yeah, I mean, it's fifty. He's fifty three now. Who knows when we're going to actually get to the X Men in the MCU? You know, do you want a sixty year old Wolverine? He looks like Hugh Jackman. Yeah, 
Wolverine's 137 years old or 237, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. This because doesn't age like us. Well, you just huge Jack. This goes right back to what you said before, JD, about how people just aren't aging the way they used to, especially yeah. women. Take good so, care of themselves. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't. Like, you'd have to... I guess you would... That's the problem, right? Because everyone's so used to him being Wolverine. You'd have to bring in someone that can, can easily convince you. And you couldn't bring in a name, I don't think. You'd have to bring in a nobody that, that like, was born to do the role. That was Hugh Jackman. That, that was that, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd need a, another Hugh Jackman. You need lightning in a bottle again. That's Well, their casting team has been pretty damn good. I mean, if Fox did anything right, it was casting him as, well, casting him as Wolverine and casting Patrick Stewart as Xavier. So, you know, Marvel Marvel can't possibly do worse. They, they've been like really spot on for almost every casting yeah. decision so far. Almost, but yeah. Just about. Close. No one bats a thousand. Right. But I think. Yeah, so but, but what, where have they really, really failed? Right. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You can't name one person that they've cast that is actually terrible. Unlike DC. <laughs> what, a, what a mess that is over there. Yeah, we'll be getting to that in a minute. You know what? I think we're... Nah, let's just do it. Let's get into social media bandit. I yeah. think we need a stinger for this. <laughs> actually, we need something more along the lines of a funeral dirge, but... Okay. Or, or, or this... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anyway, of course, last week we talked about the premiere episode of She-Hulk, as we just talked more She-Hulk. And, uh, of course, our good friend Randy, Randy Savage said, so from what I hear, this episode was going to be further down the, and got pushed up because, like she said, some of us aren't going to watch four episodes to get an Origins. Too long didn't read. Loved it. Exactly what I expected. Makes sense why Scar Joe is gone. New MCU babe. Or Bay. He said Bay. Which, what? You know, I replied, it's always Scar Joe for us. Mm. <laughs> What's wrong? What? I, I don't know why everybody gives her such crap. She was. I have, I I I have other tastes within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Let me guess, Scarlet Witch. Yes, sir. I thought so. You but and what? Joey DiCarlo. She oh, is she is beautiful. And no one's at the same. No one's denying that, but I mean, so is Scarlet Johansson. She wants to be a tree. <laughs> oh God. No. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's my joke. And she was making a point about like, you know, if they answered to be about her tree, wooden performances? Yes, I Oh my god. <laughs> like volleyball, bump set spike. <laughs> what about Florence Pugh? I think she I think she's actually a very good actress. I think she could be pretty good in that role if we ever see her in something again. I hope we do. She's a she's the Black Widow movie is not that bad, but it's not that good either. True, it's very mediocre. But I thought her mm-hmm. performance in it's pretty good. I, I I'm I'm gonna say this again as I've stated over and over again. If that movie had come out in the time frame it takes place in the MCU, it would have been over the top. Everyone would have loved it. But because it came back as a flashback type movie, I think that's what hurt it. Eh, I don't know. I think it suffers some big time Act Three issues and a very unremarkable lead villain. Yeah, they kind of flubbed a little Which bit. Which would on, have on been Phase Four, you know? That would have been Phase Two Marvel for you perfectly. So I mean, hmm. it, it feels like it was written before. at the what? 
I feel those have looked on poorly, like when you look back on those, you know, and at the time they were all kind of like, but that's what I'm saying. Like it, it feels like it was written then too. Like it's almost like it they had this ready to go for a while, and they waited, and then they made it a flashback, and it was just like, why? Like, yeah, I don't know. I thought there's going to be a reason. This is going to tie in. It's going to make sense, and it it didn't. I gave them far too much credit. Yeah, I felt like they made that movie just like, oh, I guess we never made a Black Widow movie. Probably should do that. Yeah, too little, too late. Yeah. So, so this is the stuff that I love. So Drew C. John John JD's good friend. Good dude. Obviously was tweeting while he was listening to the episode. He does that. I I like that actually. I like when people react in kind of a real time type environment. So so just starting, but Spider Man has a completely different personality than Peter Parker, and he isn't even transforming. I've always thought that a Hulk, even if you have it under control, is susceptible to rage. Mm. Parodies are out of control there are two hunger game parodies a year after each other i watched both to compare them and neither needed to exist were we talking about parodies last week it must have been i don't remember i don't remember what we talk. i don't ever after the show is done i don't remember what we talk about so oh drew you've when you, you drew you gotta like i need like a re exit such and such you know like give us like the like related to this yeah, yeah give i need time code give me the time code of what <laughs> of what you're specifically I think DC can do a connected universe, but where they but where they when went I think he meant went wrong. It takes time to establish and build anticipation. This universe is dead. It never built any anticipation in a shared universe from Man of Steel, and it caused me to feel nothing for BVS. I felt a lot for BVS. I felt pure hatred and blinding rage. <laughs> but I think his purpose. I think his point is right overall. Oh, exactly. I think the Snyderverse fanboys see the dark film style as a dark, mature super genre yes. they can hold their identity to yes. and not feel like kids. I agree with everything he just said. But, so but the, the failure of the, the Snyderverse. Whole, oops, go ahead. But, no, but the, the whole dark universe thing. Yeah, it may have been dark, but it was also asinine and and childish. I mean, it was. I mean, it was. It that's, was. That's the thing, though. I mean, like, wait, wait. You think you, you think you're. Oh, go ahead, finish the tweet. Because because it gets better. So the failure of the Snyderverse represents a rejection of their identity. I they live right in a too. feedback loop. Every everyone's saying it's good. Yeah. Oh my right. god, it is perfect. Spot. It's one of the best tweets that anyone's ever tweeted at us. To be quite oh. honest with you, that's actually a really insightful tweet. He's right. But you're right. It's like when you try to be so dark and mature you're actually coming up super sophomoric. Yes. Right. Cause you're overcompensating and those movies are definitely overcompensating because like, they even made fun of it in the Lego movie. Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. No. Which worked yeah. there. But when you, but when you're making that your t- whole tone right. and you're like sitting there going, you know, when, when, when Clark falls out into space with his arms out and all you hear in the background is I am Jesus. I am Jesus. It's like, Dude, it's just it's and just egocentric and bat to the face type. When of, you oh, start off, it's just a ridiculous. DC universe with Superman and make him a dark character. You can only go down from there. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Batman's got to be a, a straight up psychopath murdering people to be the foil against the lighter Superman. 
So oh, wait, yeah, we did get isn't that. That, that, did, that is what we got. <laughs> like wild. Um, the, DC's, the DC universe got so dark that the whole point of the Batman was to make it as dark as possible and end at the dawn and say, we can't do this anymore. Yeah, that was right. literally the theme of Batman is we can't keep going this dark. And I love that people completely missed the point. Because people, people miss the point of a lot of things. I mean, like, well, like when you have when you have Zack Snyder with the subtlety of a tack hammer, you know, <laughs> like John said, G, I mean, all I had to do was play Jesus Christ Superstar as as Clark is falling through the sky. Right. Oh. Because know, that's, 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 that's exactly the, you know, because that's exactly what he's playing it for. He's playing it for it. This is the Jesus allegory. Okay, we know people have pinned that on Superman a lot, but it, it like, was the, less subtle than the one in the Matrix. Yeah. When he turned into <laughs> yes. a glowing cross. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. That's so yeah, great, great tweet, true. And people are pretty much over that kind of All right, iconographic. I got, I got an idea. What? This just struck me. Ray, Don, possibly Randy. I know you guys are listening. <laughs> we need we need to do a review of Man of Steel. Oh my God. Please be drunk when you do it. No, no. I think this needs to be done in retrospect. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've been holding on to stuff too much. Because I've been tweeting a lot about, I've been thinking a lot about Superman lately. I'm getting angry too. To happen and getting angry. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've had misplaced rage all these years. So I think we need to, not the whole thing. We're not doing that. But I think we need to go back and re-examine this particular movie. I think not long ago, they did Man of Steel on Colt 45. See, I don't listen to Cold 45. <gasps> oh, Randy, I'm sorry. I apologize. Sorry. Hey, you only have apologize, so many hours in the day. I don't, I don't listen to a lot. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts that are in the same genre as us because I don't want to repeat points. I don't want to take anybody else's things. Yeah, yeah. So I try to go out of my way not to listen to shows that are like ours. Because I, I don't want to I, I don't I to, repeat anybody. I try but, not um, to take our own points in this. <laughs> that's different. You just don't listen to the show. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think I think they are kind of they're kind of on the same boat as you as you. But I yeah, no, to... definitely. I mean, definitely Don and 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 uh, Ray. Sorry, I apologize. I don't listen. I don't. I don't. I just don't like. But but yeah, Randy, if you want to come on, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's have a full bash on of Hannah I mean, a full. Maybe, maybe it's better than I think because I my buddy my buddy Scott from Take an E he says it's a good movie and he will swear up and down that Man of Steel is a good movie. So all right, what? We I would have to have ground him. rules in the sense of like, we are have we... to have ground rules. You can't like this movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are we reviewing it as a standalone movie or are we reviewing it as the launch of a I universe think or are... okay? are we reviewing it as a good Superman movie? Okay. Why, why can't it be all three? Where, where, where in that cadre of, of choices does it actually succeed? Well, no, I'm just no, saying I mean, like, that's what I'm looking at. I think that, Okay, I think that all art should be viewed in the context of which it was created. So I think you have to look at it. Is is this a good Superman movie? Is this a good launching point for what we all know was coming next? So right. I think those are the I think those are fair ground rules. I don't think we should look at it in terms of what came after it because that movie has no. It is the same dude running everything, so it's hard for me to say this. But like that was created then, and I think we need to look at it like with twenty third as much. Looking back on 2013 as, as much as we can. It's been nine years. Yeah. I think it's fair enough wow. to look back on it. I know, right? And yeah. say, okay, what was this looking back on it? I apologize. No, it works because, I mean, you know, that's also the pod. That's the movie we talked about when we launched the podcast. See, that was the first actually, episode. Oh, that's even better. We should have done that when we did the anniversary show. Well, yeah. I was, well, we could wait for next year, our 10-year anniversary, but 
eh, I got, I'm in the mood now. Okay. <laughs> by the by the way, do you realize <clears throat> speaking of all this age related stuff that Hulk is te- technically because they they've accepted the first two Hulk movies as kind of canon that Hulk has been in this universe for tw- for 19 19 years have, now. I have we accepted the Ang Lee Hulk as part of the MCU? I has think that been so. retroactive. I know it's kind of a I know the 2008 movie is kind of a pseudo sequel not really yeah. kind of but I mean like have they straight up said this is where this started no I don't think that I mean it's two different they, studios they've definitely accepted the 2000 I mean that 2008 is definitely in because he just I mean yeah you know, know, abomination yeah, for sure but I, I'm I'm assuming but nobody's really talked about about Betty so well but the thing is we got two different Bettys. We got two different Thunderbolt Rosses from those movies. True. Like, yeah, but you, we have two different, three different Hulks. You know. Yeah, but that's just that's just the one character was recast, right? Because yeah, Edward Norton you. apparently you, was difficult to work with. Shocked to hear that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, you can make some. You can make some leaps that that's the same movie universe. I mean. Maybe they don't address a lot of the stuff that happens in the first Hulk movie, but you're just supposed to kind of go with it. I don't know. It's interesting. I I mean, like I could be sold that that's the same Hulk. That's the origin of the Hulk, but that hasn't like been driven home to us. I don't think. Well, in the first one, Manix is bad. That movie's bad. In the in in Ang Lee's Hulk, isn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't it like nanobot technology? No, God, no, it was it was it. It was a it was an experiment that his father had had used on himself, and then and then he had the kid, and there so there there was already something in his blood. In his so blood. That when, he, when he got right, but I, the then I thought nation, like that's you know I thought he got injected with nanobots, and that's what released the Hulk in him. Did he? No, it wasn't no. a gamma. It wasn't gamma radiation like in the in the comics. But then in the Incredible Hulk. Like they they mirror the TV show. He's sitting yeah, in the chair. Like, he's doing the radiation experiments on himself. Yeah. So like, if it, it, it like they they recap his origin real quick in the beginning of that movie, and it it seems like a completely different origin story. So it's been a while since I've seen either of those movies. To be honest, yeah. uh, I don't know. Do we? I mean, like that's an interesting social media post. Do we retroactively include 2003 or the Ang Lee Hulk into the MCU? I'm curious to see what people think. I don't know if it, I don't think it has any bearing on what Kevin Feige thinks. I'm just curious if the audience thinks that. That still means that Hulk's been around in the in this in the MCU for 14 years. But he said, yeah, he longer. says that he's been around. And again, that that five year loop thing, like we're very sketchy on how we count that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but he's been around for a long time. Like the MCU yeah. is. I've just. It's kind of interesting. That's all. It is, and we're it's getting long on the tooth itself. Like I. I the next decade in the MCU is going to be very interesting because we're going to knock on the door of the 20 years of the, of the MCU. Yep. That's going to be weird. And I think I'll go crawl into a hole and die at that point. <laughs> well, speaking of things that you should be watching or th- that we've been watching and things you don't have time to watch. <laughs> Who has time for anything? JD, this, is, this wasn't directed at you. It's directed at all of us. Oh. Kassan Warren, again, oh. he said... DC has earned its fair share of criticism, but what about the good? Anyone watching The Sandman on Netflix? I love the tone, and the writing is excellent. Through four episodes, <clears> you're the you were the big advocate for this. Heard nothing but great things about it. I just haven't yep. I just haven't sat down to watch it yet. I'm kind of I kind of want to 
okay, when it comes to Netflix, this is weird, right? When it comes to Netflix, I feel like I like having everything there, right? My wife and I have not watched House of Dragon yet because House of the Dragon yet because we like to just kind of binge it together. We'd like to just take a week and watch an episode a day as we go on, right? That's how we've always done Game of Thrones. So we decided that we're going to do that for this show, for that show. I think I'm just going to wait for Sandman to just kind of like be there and just do it that way, right? I think I... I think and all I'd the like... episodes aren't dropped now. Yep. Oh, yeah. are they? I thought they were releasing them little by little. In fact, oh, they, they, I have no excuse. They even, they even released bonus two bonus episodes, episodes at the end, yeah. Oh, well, never mind. I have to go watch the show. <laughs> It, um, it, it was great. It's about as close as you could get on film to reading the comic book. Oh, so you've watched it. Yeah. Okay. It, you like it? Oh, God, yes. I forgot yeah. John doesn't have a life. So, yeah, he probably watched it. John watched a lot of TV. Thank you. Fair and true. Yes. No, I. it was, okay, it was so amazing. I haven't watched it. I've heard two criticisms about it so far. What criticisms were they, Dave? The, oh, well, the first one, I've heard this from a few people, but I don't know if they're fans of the comics at all. Is that it was boring. <laughs> I mean, like Gaiman's got a style. So if you're not into Gaiman, I could yeah, see you. It's I a slow see, burn. It's a yeah. more intellectual style. You know, it, it, you're not looking for explosions in this. No, it is. Gaiman stuff is kind of slow and, and preachy. Preachy is not the word I would use, but prosy is what I would use. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, hmm. it's not, it's not like traditional comics, nor was it ever meant to. Right. So I could see, I, I could see that being a legit criticism if you think, oh, this is a comic book show. Yes, and I do think that's part of the problem. The other it. one is, and you know what? This is true for a lot of Netflix series. I'm sorry, and a lot of streaming series, this happens, that the first half of the season, they set something up in the beginning of the show, and it pays off like halfway through the season, and then it takes a completely different tone for the rest of the season. Like it's a, a sep it's like the B story all of a sudden is the second half of the season. Like, And I kind of feel like... I've watched a lot of Netflix shows like that, where like all of a sudden there's a tone shift because they didn't really have enough for 10 episodes or however many episodes there are. So they just kind of like said, all right, instead of breaking this into two seasons, we're going to, you know, just tone shift here. So, hmm. so I don't know, but again, I, I, that one of that doesn't bother me. I've seen that in a lot of Netflix shows. I find kind of felt like, I think it was daredevil season two. I kind of felt like that. I could see that. Where like it, there was like a payoff with the main villain at the, and the and then all of a sudden, totally different show. Was that me that just dinged? Yes, that it was. was you. Sorry, yeah. I do not have my phone. And do not disturb. Take your pills. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was a message on Messenger. I'm watching so, you, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you're doing, Dave. It's... I don't know why I decided Hal from 2001 had to follow, be watching you, but it seems to work. No, it's you know you know when everyone's while you get a friend who sends a giant group text to all your friends and everyone replies at weird random times throughout the night. Friends? What are those? Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> all right. So, so one has watched it and liked it. The other two have not watched it yet. So maybe that's our homework for next week, guys. Yeah. I could see that. Watch Sandman and talk about it. Yeah. It's, it's going to take a while to organize this Man of Steel thing. So yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. good with that. And, well, it might it one only one week to watch all of Sandman might be a stretch too because JD's got like a life and stuff, you know. Too Does much. he? Too much. Mm. Too much. I mean, I'm not. I'm not even joking about that. Yeah, he's in between school and everything. Give it two weeks, maybe. Yes, but if his wife wants to watch I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know if my wife wants to watch this. To be honest with you, like she's never, she never read Sandman. Not a big. She's not a big comic person. 
So I think that might I might have to try to get her to watch that, and we'll see if she if she digs it, then it'll be easy to knock that out in a week. But if not, it's, it's going to be some time. So let's let me see how many episodes is it. That's a good question. Damn it! Oh, I have to look it up. Keep talking. Uh, while he's looking that up, the last thing that we you know got a couple messages about was of course the Batgirl cancellation. First, Randy Random Randy Savage from the Cult Forty Five podcast that JD doesn't listen to said eleven. Sorry. That's what they said. I love it. There's no. no way I get that done. Yeah, that's what I mean. Tinfoil hat back again. I, I'm sure to recover the three billion, you cut everything you can. But mm. if I were to cut a 90 million to get back 20 in on the taxes, why wouldn't I cut 300 million to get a break of 60 million, especially with a problem actor attached? Unless the white man can do no wrong. Oh, God. Randy. Well, the fact that they've held on to it this long after everything that What's-His-Face has done, I mean, come well, on, we'll, we'll, I think this, we'll is get getting, this is getting ridiculous. We'll get, I was trying to avoid too much Ezra Miller talk, but we'll get into it a little bit, I think, in the news, because so, there's tangential things going on at Warner Brothers. But, you know, we also said this, too. There's a big difference. This is a movie they've already put money into marketing. This is a movie they've already like finished. They've already put the special effect. Well, no, they did reshoot, so I don't know. They, it's I don't know. I, I feel like it's a it's too much of a loss in their eyes. I didn't say it's right or wrong. I just say it's in their eyes. It's like no, we can't. You know, Drew C said, seeing that they figure the return on investing more money in the movie wasn't worth it. Just because we haven't heard anything about Flashpoint doesn't mean it's safe. Plus, Flashpoint is the key to DC's ten-year plan. I don't think any unfinished DC project is safe. I'm sorry. That's what they're betting on. That's so funny. No, because they've already, you know, they've already rebooted the universe in a way with the Batman. They could just go down that rabbit hole. They didn't actually reboot it so much as here's another place. Look over here, please. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, 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 yeah. So if you could pay attention to Warner over the last month, more discovery. They have lost like something like twenty billion dollars uh-huh. in their evaluation. Jesus, what? How with with month. the with the property they own? How the hell do you do that? The market how? is the market does not like Mr. Zaslov's decisions. Yeah, it makes me wonder how long his rope really is. Because if I'm a shareholder at Warner Discovery, maybe I'm not liking what I see. When they've lost literally from the beginning of the year, they've lost half of their stock evaluation. Yeah billions of like tens of billions of dollars is gone i don't know how i don't know if this is good for him like part of me wonders if he makes it to the fall right like this is crazy huh i don't know it's a good question Hmm. no i mean they've lost a lot of money they haven't made any announcements that are like they've made all announcements like oh we're doing this to try to save money we're trying we're doing this to try to recoup money there's been no announcements of like here's solidly what we're doing here's where everything's going like you know, don't worry, we're going to be good. It's it's coming off like we don't know what we're doing. I mean, like it's very it's it's very much feeling like that they're trying to turn in an effort to save. Like I don't know why they bought these. Like why did they buy these things if they weren't going to run them the way they are? Like why would you try to take TBS and TNT and turn them into Discovery when you already have Discovery, yeah. right? Like you, I guess farming out the new Batman tune is might be a good move for them because they can actually bring in some money but like i don't know if if 
I don't know if jettisoning HBO and, and doing everything that made this property work is a good idea. I don't understand. If you are Discovery, why are you trying to make this into Discovery? Why, why did so, you buy Warner? They're killing the make... one thing that worked. But I mean, like, it's not like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't it just, it feels like they're trying to make this what they do. And I'm like, why did you buy this to make this into more of what you do? I don't get it. So just so you know, they went from $31 a share in January to currently $13 a share. Half that's half the evaluation. Jesus, more it's less than it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not good. That's the merger bad. did not save them. Like, no. well, now the merger is someone else's problem. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Because Discovery is the one who like was like, well, okay, we're going to take the lion's share of this now. We're going to run it, and it's the it doesn't. Nobody is like happy with this, right? It's, right. It's I don't know, man. It sure seems like it's not working. This is like AOL Time Warner initially when they bought when AOL bought Time Warner. Yeah. Or it's one bad buyout after one bad decision after another bad decision after another bad buyout. There's no synergies. Well, they, are, they aren't gelling together. They're just it almost feels like they bought it so that they could they could basically take whatever they want out of it and then destroy everything else. Speaking of destroying, we'll get to that in a minute. So, if you enjoyed social media madness and you would like to be a part, here's our good friend D Square to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast, available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And on that note, we're going to take a commercial break and be right back with more news of Warner Brothers destroying themselves. <sighs> all right we're back all right before we get to warner brothers got a warner brother and the warner sister sister. (laughs) let's start with some let's start some news on the other side of the aisle matt shakeman wandavision's lead is in negotiations to direct the fantastic four reboot what do we think of this choice guys sure why not (laughs) I mean, it kind of fits the tone of what Marvel does, right? Bring in a guy who might not have a ton underneath him, mm-hmm. right? Give him something to do. Yeah. I kind of feel like when they don't bring in a big name, Feige has this very specific idea on how he wants it to go. Yeah, I agree. I agree yeah. with you. I, I get I get kind of this spasm when I hear FF reboot, but, you know, it's Marvel now, so everything should work out. But, like, the curse... <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a curse. 
I know, but it's just it's been so long. They've they've dealt with well. It, I mean, just, you can't the Corman movies, the '90s, like they didn't have the money or the technology to do the special effects. The the second one was just to get out, just to get out of, out of her clothes as many times as possible. And then, yeah, those other movies, they I that that was made just so they could hold on to the franchise before Disney was like, ah, screw it, we're just going to buy it. And then, uh-huh. and then after that, Ben Forstick. That's what I meant. Yeah, that yeah. was that really was just that really came off as let's go a different direction. Not, not, not we're going a different direction. It's, let's go dark. Let's just <laughs> we need to make something. And this is the best idea we have to put a movie out to keep the rights to this. I mean, I think they actually want to. Like, I think I think for fight, he's like, no one else has got this. I can get this right. Yeah. So it's interesting, though. It's interesting. I mean, we'll yeah. see. I, 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 he's the only person to really have. I mean, have you know confidence in that they're not going to completely screw it up. We'll see. Yeah. So, so you guys remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about Guillermo del Toro was doing a live action Pinocchio. We did. And and it was a very creepy take on Pinocchio. It in fact was. I didn't realize that Disney. I saw something a while ago, but I didn't realize like it was coming out now as well. Mm-hmm. Disney is doing a live action. Pinocchio that's going to be on Disney Plus. So we're going to have two live action Pinocchios, but this one's got Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Yeah, this is a Disney Plus. So I think, I don't know, man, that tells me Disney might not think this is very good if it's going right to the network and not getting released. You I don't know. know. Or they don't want to compete with Del Toro. They don't get Disney. When has Disney ever shied away from competition? Yeah, but who wants to compete with Del Toro? It's Del Toro. I mean, I mean, it's like Del Toro lights it up at the box office, though. Like, he makes art films. Yeah. But the director of this is Zemeckis. So, like, you know, they That's pulled out all point. the guns for this. It's like That's what I'm saying. But And it's going to Disney Plus? Yeah, you're right. It's Zemeckis directing Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks' Geppetto. Yeah. Like, it's the castaway people and uh, Polar Express. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Why isn't this going in the theater? That's and a good I, question. Conspiracy theory? Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> well, you look really what happened so? with... Look what happened with Lion King. I mean, like it they, made a oh, lot of money. They, this you look at this; it's scene by scene. Pinocchio. But now that's what here, they do. They're yeah, making, but, but that's here, their bit. That's their business model. The last like half decade, last decade. They've I know. Re released. They've made. I mean, they're not great, but they've made money. All but, of them. But what happens when they get to that scene with the kids smoking and turning into jackasses? They just turn them into jackasses. You know, they don't do the smoking part. I, yeah, but like, you know, I mean, but they, they do these things scene by scene. It's literally just a cash grab. It's like here. Oh, yeah. They, I'm okay. Obviously. It's, but I mean, yeah, like, I, I but, you, but okay, okay, okay. Let me, how, how is, okay. How is this a cash grab? If you're putting it on, this doesn't sell one more network subscription. True. True that. I, so that, it, that that's the weird thing about it. You're right. So it's, so it's not, it's, it's the opposite of a cash grab. Yeah. If you were going to release in the theaters, it would be a cash grab. That's 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 why they only come up. This isn't very good. But here's the thing: believe in it. That's the hmm. thing. All of these have made money. I know. Yeah, even even with the Mulan remake, which nobody really liked at all, made money. Right. That's the thing. No matter what you do, they make money. It's wait, bad. wait, wait. Wasn't Mulan wait. just you had to pay? That came out during the pandemic, didn't it? You had to right. Pay, you had to you had to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you had to have Disney Plus, and then you had to pay like twenty bucks. And that was the one where they did not do scene by scene of the old. No, because he couldn't. One. It was different. But they should have though. It would have been way better. That I agree with. This is a really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So Milan, two hundred million dollar budget, 
box office, seventy million because it didn't Pandemic. actually go into yeah. But we're never going to know what what people they the Disney claims that it was that it was viewed highly on the on the the channel and that it made mm-hmm. money. But they didn't do this a lot. Like, and I don't think this is. I don't Disney Day. Okay, hold on a second. So the one before that was Dumbo, 2019. That was 170 million budget, box office 353 million. That's Tim Burton. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why this isn't getting a release. It's so weird. I think it would make it would people would go see it just because it's Disney's Pinocchio. I agree with you. With Tom Hanks, like it makes no sense. It's it's It's, a Disney Day Plus premiere, but I mean, like. Why is it premiering on? I don't. And if someone comes and tells you, well, because this, this, and this, I'm going to tell you bullshit. They're all we have heard for the last two years is how these movies need to be in theaters to make money. And you're going to tell me this Robert Zemeckis doing what Robert Zemeckis has been doing for over a decade now and making these CGI movies is going to, I mean, like that, that didn't cost money. Like, come on, man. I don't buy it. Why is this not in theaters? Yeah. Something's weird here. Cause even if it's, even if it is bad, I think it still would make money. It, opening yeah, weekend, Disney, it would at least make its money back, I think. Yeah, but Disney doesn't like black eyes. Like, they don't. They still don't really, like, ever talk about the Black Cauldron, you know? Which they should. That was one of their best things ever made. Uh, rewatch that. It's good, but it's, like, it's not, as, it's not great. And did not make, well, it did not make money. They spent a lot of money to make that movie, and it did not make money. I still think it was good. I like it, too. Like it's a black, it's a studio black eye, right? I think that I, all I can come up with is this is not very good and they just want to kind of put it out and be done with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird, right? Yeah. It's really weird. It is coming out on September 8th, which is Disney plus day. That's the day. Like, don't they do free? You can, you can watch, you can go on for free. They did that last year. You can get the, get it for free for a day or something. So to see if you want to sign up for it. So I don't know. It's weird. Hmm. Okay, so what all right. I mean, anyway. we could we could we could run around the, the the tree all day on that one. It's just not gonna. We could run around the May- Mayberry bush all night. Mm, all right. True. Speaking of conspiracy theories, guys, here we go. You ready? Uh oh. See, so according to the directors of Batgirl, Adil L. Arbery and Bilal Fala, after they canceled the Batgirl movie, they deleted all of the footage off of the warner brothers servers by footage do you mean the at the proof or like like the proof says in like the 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 product that they were nearly done no, with? No, no 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 hold on this was a mistranslation and this came out a couple of days afterwards this was taken from a french website and the word that they it was mistranslated the word deleted is what came out when it was cut like the, the they just announced the crew is going to watch is going to do a screening of the film before they put it in a vault because mm-hmm. they're not going to delete anything. It's all ones and zeros. What are you deleting? You're putting a file and stick it away. Exactly. Like, it's this is actually a mistranslation that came out a couple of days after this came out. Like, well, they're saying though that they prevented them from getting to any of the footage they once they said pull they the plug. Well, they own it. Right. Well, why? Hmm, gosh, why would Warner not want people to get a hold of the footage of their movie after something that happened earlier this? Week? Oh, because you know one that's, of those people would have. Yeah, brought that's in what I was getting at. Zack like, Snyder. This is this relates back to Zack Zack Snyder hijacked his footage. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm right. saying. So and they don't now, want to go through this again. Yes. Yeah. They don't want the accidentally stuff to get accidentally leaked by these right. directors. They're going to screen it though. Warner agreed to let them screen it. They're going to do a cast part, a cast and crew party. They're going to screen the movie, and then they're going to take that fi- that that file and put it away 
How much you want to bet that one of those people will have a a spy camera in their, like, you know, in their bow tie or something in their glasses? I mean, that's not hard to do that at all. GoPro or something like that. Like, I'm sure stuff with this will leak over the years, but I'm I'm also of the mind that this probably sucks. Ninety million dollars sucks. I mean, you can write it. They're writing off ninety million dollar loss. Yeah, I'll put it away and be able to release it in two years when they can, if the the loss is already written off. And plus, like I said, I'm not 100 percent sure this this leadership regime is going to make it a year. Yeah, they're they're already making some very weird decisions. Very, they're turning it into Discovery, yeah. which is weird. Why buy Warner? Well, I thought the plan was to make Warner and Discovery the same thing as you have the two the two halves making the whole. But they're letting like this happens all the time in mergers, like where one company winds up swallowing up the other and turning it into them. And it's like, why did you bother buying them in the first? And you know, it's going to happen when the first thing that the company that bought you out says is nothing's going to change. Yeah. That everything changes. We're all on the same team. Well, the thing with Warner is that, yeah. like it's stayed like it's Warner has been bought so many times and it's still, it's remained to be a culture of incompetence for decades. My, it's my, gotta uh, be because the the, the, it's the be properties they problem. have are oh, some of the most profitable problem. properties. It's just that they just can't seem to do anything so, with them at all. Yeah. Well, you know, you're a Bruce Tim fan, John. A big I'm Bruce sad. Fan. Yes. You, you, I know you, what you're gonna say. You love the Batman anime. A lot of people love his animation work, especially on Batman Justice League and Superman. Not, not just love. It's the best Batman the best batman we've got for video or TV. and he was working on a new cartoon yes. batman cape crusader everyone was excited about it, it was going to come out on h nope hbo max is now not going to release batman cape crusader they're what? selling they're selling it they're gonna they've just said that hulu and yeah. apple tv and all those are gonna they want it they want to buy it like this is what they did with sandman too like i get it if you're hurting selling your property like creating like going back to being a production hub as opposed to a studio hub makes sense. So hopefully well, then why have HBO Max? <laughs> that's what they're asking themselves right now. <laughs> that's the thing. That's why a lot of people are really bullish in the existence of HBO Max. Like this is what they're like, this is what they're doing. They're they're dismantling these things and turning it all into discovery. Because because the HBO name is valuable, but if you strip away everything that makes it something HBO, HBO, what are you left with? And this is the problem with with who has bought them and this is why the market is saying this are bad moves the market is telling them this but zaslov zaslov because what, what were the what were the big three it was netflix disney plus and hbo max and that was it but warner's not warner's warner is in such debt right that they're yeah. they're insolvent right so i get the guy coming and you're trying to make it solvent but in the but they're they're literally throwing out babies with bathwater at this point. Like that yeah. old cliche is certain like they're like you're you're in Culver City and they're tossing babies out the window. It's just like yeah. it's it's nuts. <laughs> yes, it's they rain, are. It's raining babies, cats and dogs living right. together, mass hysteria. Hallelujah. Like it's just <laughs> I don't I get them taking the Batman show and selling it because this is they need money, right? Yeah. But the other stuff they're doing is is illogical to me. <laughs> It's like they're panicking and they're not thinking before they pull the trigger on some of this stuff. I don't know if it's like that. I think they think these are the right moves. I just don't. The, like I said, the market doesn't seem to agree with them. Then there must be a hell of a lot of cocaine going on in there. Because I don't know, man. Like, I don't this know. is the right move. The right move is to basically destroy one of the top three best streaming, ser- most most notable, most recognized streaming services. You know, like I mean. HBO Max was one of the big three, you know, mm-hmm. 
followed by then you'd get Hulu and all the others, but Hulu Voodoo and whatever Peacock. But you know, it's just you they're they're yeah, they're they're basically cutting off their nose and then sticking dynamite in it to spite their face. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So the other news that came out this week, they're delaying, which I think is another one of their huge problems over there. They're delaying Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and Aquaman again. Why? Shazam, Hero of the Gods has been delayed afford, for what? A year and a half already. They can't afford to put them out. Really? How? Fury of the Gods how, how you... uh, is moved to March 17th, and Aquaman has been moved to December. How do you not be able to afford to put a movie out? Because you lost $20, million, $20 billion this month. They, they're, they're, hurt, they're dying. Like... This this is real. Like you can sit there and say, "Oh, the stock prices aren't real." They're very real. Have, have we ever seen a company implode this bad? Yes, not this quickly. I, I mean, a, a media not this company. Quickly. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, like the pandemic changed the faces of a lot of companies, right? And Warner died, right? They were saved by Discovery, but it seems like the Discovery people. Like I said before, I'll say it again. They bought them, not really sure. Like it's like Tommy Boy. They just wanted the box. You know, you don't even care yeah. what's in the box. Like you're going to have HBO, but you're going to have all kinds of like, I keep dropping stuff, reality programming and, and garbage like that on there. And it's going to be like, well, what's, what's why did I, like, that's, that's the thing is these kind of things happen all the time. They go to what they know, their corporate infrastructure, right? It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's definitely coming off as discovery is stripping them down as much as they, as possible because they they know discovery they don't know these entertainment they don't know dc they don't know harry potter they don't know this stuff like they don't know what to do with it so they don't know hbo max so it's like okay let's strip everything down and take it to the bare bones but ugh, i don't know and then this news was just like huh after all of this going on things that make you go what as DC found their Kevin Feige in Dan Lin. <laughs> Dan Lin, of course, brought us the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. and the Lego movie. So can't afford can't afford to put out Aquaman and Shazam, but they they're they've got enough to hire somebody and come out with a 10-year plan. Well, I mean so, that's okay, okay, okay. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a minute. Wait a second. Hiring a guy and then writing a manifesto costs significantly less money than marketing. A multi-million dollar so hmm. here's a question with the delay right like i i get the them saying it's going to cost too much money to market right now they've lost too much money and i get it word of mouth probably isn't strong enough but here's can i throw a conspiracy theory out well what stopped us before so the rumor was they brought affleck back to refilm the scenes with michael keaton because now aquaman was going to come out before Flashpoint, so it wouldn't have made sense to have Michael Keaton in Aquaman. Jesus Christ. Now Aquaman's coming out after Flashpoint is supposed Je to come out. Jesus criminy. Did Affleck suck in this? And they went, no, we got to keep Keaton. No, I mean, like, who knows? I don't think he sucked in it, but I don't think they know. Here's the thing. They don't know the plan. They just hired this guy to build a plan, but they have movies getting released under said plan. Like, this is right. a night. This is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Doesn't it more and more? I mean, like to have this to contrast against, it makes Disney and Marvel and Feige look like geniuses. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
I mean, they've done a very good job running their business. Right. And then DC, here's what's funny is DC was in the middle of making good money at the same time Feige was launching it. Those Nolan movies, the last one's not great, but they all made money. Right. Right. And it wasn't until they started deciding, man, we have to be more like Marvel that things fell off a cliff. Yeah. I mean, I think they also they did been, it in they've such been a... falling off a cliff since 2016. But yeah, I mean they they tried to create their universe in such a ass backwards, horrible way. Mm-hmm. I think they gave a couple people over there too much power, you know. In the sense of like Kevin Feige oversees everything, but he doesn't direct these movies. No, he's a he producer. He's involved with them, but he's not involved in the day to day of making the movies. Hmm. Where Snyder was just making all these movies and making them connected, and it's like, yeah, but then you're not churning out movies at the same pace that Marvel is, and you're not giving other directors creative freedom to create movies and then figure out how to connect. Have one person figure out how they connect together. Yeah, as as much as we complain about Feige and the mouse interfering with some of the movies, like Thor you know, having to go to the, 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 the dream the bath or whatever. Yeah. Right. As long as much as we complain about that, Feige knows how to delegate and he finds if, I mean, he's, his, the team that's, that's ca- the casting team is, you know, a bunch of people that are, are, are each one of them has got a monkey's paw, you know, the, his directors, they're picking really good directors, the actors must be threatened literally hourly to make sure that none of them step out of line like Ezra Miller does. I mean, it's like they, they've got their crap together. Well, in the Marvel contracts, there is a, what's the word I'm looking for? Morality clause. Well, in, yeah, it's the in mouse. The, in the Disney Marvel contracts, like there's a clause that says they have to, you know, do certain things. Like, unfortunately you know you see all of them go to children's hospitals and stuff and whatnot but that actually is part of their contracts to do that stuff mm-hmm. you know so like and and the thing is it's a clause in the contract so if they break that they can lose their job as being captain america or thor or hulk you know so you know i, I know there's people going to argue well that's an outdated concept but then you look at amber heard and I, ezra miller and you're like Oh, maybe it's not such an outdated yeah, concept. But, but, you know, you can have that clause and still hire Amber Heard and Ezra Miller, right? Like, yeah, you can still but, make then you can, but then They're, you can quickly get rid of them once things start. They got rid of Terrence Howard. They got rid of Edward Norton. Like, it's not like I haven't recasted parts before. Yeah, but, Ed, Edward, yeah, but Edward Norton was before they got, you know, they had the plan, you know? No, no, no. Because remember, Robert Downey Jr. and Samuel Jackson show up at the end of Hulk. Yeah. Uh, oh, this this they were Norton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. True. But and so it doesn't isn't Hugh Jackman? Is it Hulk? What movie is that in? Where he's at the bar? Oh no, that X-Men was First Class. Yeah. Yeah. Or no. That was. Yeah, X Men First Class. Right. Oh, was it X Men First? Okay, I'm yeah. getting it confused. Okay. No, I mean like they just did a bad job. Like, and they hired they wound up hiring some people that weren't worth the effort or the aggravation as it turned out. Like who knew Amber Heard was going to go this crazy? Like you couldn't have predicted that. Now what you could have done is known she wasn't a very good actress when you casted her, but they cast mm-hmm. her because she looked like Ivan Rice's drawing of Mara. Yeah. Right. And then like hiring Snyder and Jeff Johns at the same time to do this stuff was a bad move. They didn't work well together. And Johns proved himself to be a creative disappointment on, on the failed Green Lantern movie from a decade ago. So, yeah. 
like this didn't work. Like this didn't, it didn't talking about it didn't work. Like they've hired the wrong people. But Man of Steel made a lot of money. And Zack yeah. Snyder made a lot of money for them on Watchmen, a, a, which is not a great movie, but again, made a lot of money and he has his fans. So I understand, but look how much that wound up biting him. Yeah. Does he have fans or bots? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some bots. So I, yeah, I mean, would you want the job? No, not this, not not the way it is now. Yeah, it's like you're looking at a sinking ship that's also on fire, and you know, and and just spilling rats from left to right, and you're like, yeah, sure, I want to work there. I've turned down. I've, I've especially because if they're going to come life, in and I've say down jobs like that, you you're know? the guy, you're in charge, you get to dictate how the DC universe is going to go forward in film with oh, their... but here's all these projects that's already done and coming yeah. out you can't but, have no say over them and also with the history of the people in charge interfering as much as yeah. they have like nobody nobody in the right mind would take that unless unless they they had the most amazing lawyer and got a contract that stated they were fully in charge of that entire division no. and could not be messed with you know i would honestly like if you as a creative guy who loves these things, I would take my fair shot at it. And if you failed, you you fa- you went down like Icarus, right? You flew too close to the sun. But if you can make it work, you can fly through the sky. There's a difference between flying too close to the sun and having like 12 snipers take shots at you every second. Hey man, I mean, it's I- like- Icarus's wings burn and he died in the water. So, I mean, <laughs> like, I get it. But, I mean, like, honest to God, if someone called me tomorrow and said, hey, you want would you show run these these this movie franchise i would say absolutely in a heartbeat that ain't gonna happen right but even even if, at this point with discovery also adding yeah, to the snipers because you're gonna get paid you're gonna get paid real good yeah true so why well you, you hope try? actually you hope you hope you're gonna get paid but yeah. they can't afford to put their movies out right now you're saying so and there's stock yeah that's now. another thing yeah i don't buy i mean it's right here. Yeah. you have to get it in advance They'd have no, to. They'd have no to one does that. Hefty signing bonus. Well, I mean, you get it's so no, weird. You, here's what you do: you get a golden parachute like everyone else does in corporate America. I'll mm. do this, but when I get fired, which I will, I want X. And and just hope that you're above the line that gets caught off when they de- declare bankruptcy to cut off all the people all that aren't exec- like high execs. All those execs get those corporate. All those execs get those bailouts. I would just work that into my contract. I would do. I would totally do because I think. I'm arrogant enough to say I have ideas that would make that stuff work. I don't think it's true, but we all do. That's why Dude, your son could run the place better than it's been run so far. I don't know. You haven't seen his room. Let's just leave it at that. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean. God, I would love to do that. That'd be awesome. I think I want to, I want to do a podcast where you just say, here's what you do with this. Here's what you do this. Here's what you do this. And just fantasy book. The, the, I think the a blind book. mule could run the better than it's been run at this point seriously i it's, i don't yeah unbelievable and that's the thing too like i don't know if they realize like these delays like people just stop caring about these products at that point you're right it's funny i was looking on my facebook men you know they have the old time the old your old stuff your memories that's what i was looking for and new mutants came out two years ago today Oh my God! After and, being was yeah, it, it John was, was too... John was busting my balls in, on Facebook, and so maybe think about it. But I mean, like we talked about that movie. I'm pretty sure since the day I joined the podcast five years ago. Yeah, and by the time it did come out, no one cared, which was yeah. good because it was bad, right? So it wound up <laughs> it was exactly what it should have been. But I mean, like you're right. After a while, people stopped caring. The boy can only cry wolf so many times. Yeah, you know. I mean, and that's the thing. And and 
I've heard this from so many people, and it's so true. Where they've stood up in Comic Con, the the DC Warner Brothers movie people, and have announced all these projects for years, years, mm-hmm. and like half of them don't come out. More than half don't come out, or when they do come out, they they're five years delayed from when they said they were going to come out, and it's just like, it's, I mean, why didn't they just shut up for a while and just only in like when a movie was actually done, then announce it, like just surprise people. Well, you want that's how it works. Like you got it, you want to get the hype train going. I mean, like it's just not what they do. It would have been a better move to say, oh, by the way, here's six movies that we made in yeah. Zack Snyder's backyard. Apparently, like that would have been that would have been a great move like guys like brandon sanderson did that with his book so he's oh here's four books that i just finished boom they're going to kickstarter what are they about i'm not telling you genius marketing campaign yeah i would love to see someone try that in film yeah. we've got five dc movies they're coming out over the course of next year we're not going to tell you what they are yeah normally that hype train is way more tactical if it's done right this I is just think, i just think a lot of these marketing people just try to do the same the, the tried and true safe thing because i don't think they believe in these things all the time and i don't think a lot of them are these executives are as creative as the creatives no and that's that's also been warner brothers and i do think it's a cultural issue there it is it's been their problem for a long time they have no faith in these properties uh, of people wanting to go see these movies they have no faith in creative people being able to tell good stories like the executives think they know better when like these executives get hired just because they had one good idea they get these jobs and it, one good marketing idea once you know and then they become a vp and then like they think they know everything at that point well that and they're like somebody's nephew or you know or son yeah. or something i mean it always goes back to that one interview i saw with kevin smith and he was talking about when he was working on the superman movie that never got made and like two things where it was like i mean this didn't shock me so much where they put toys down prototypes of toys in front of them and said work this into the script <laughs> but the other thing was when, the they, when they first brought him in they were talking to him about you know doing a write-up on the the script and he's like why would you ask me to do this when there's a stable of people over there in new york that have been working on these characters for decades and know them inside and out and could write a Superman movie 10 times better than anything I could do. And their answer was, oh, well, they're, they're the comic book people. We're the movie people. Ugh. And I think that attitude has stayed in that company, in that culture since then. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of that in media where, where people look down on comics in general and thought it was stupid. There have also been examples of media, of people in comics. Like, I'll go back to Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is, was one of the, in the mid, from about the mid-2000s, till about the mid 2015s he was mid 2010s excuse me he was the name in dc comics and he was the producer of the green lantern movie and it was awful and if you watched that movie you could go jeff johns jeff johns jeff johns jeff johns jeff Jeff. i mean like everything that i like about jeff johns comics shine through as a huge glaring error when it came to filmmaking right so there are i mean like there are cases of sometimes you some because a lot of times these guys translate very, very well. Sometimes they don't. So I kind of understand a little where that arrogance comes from, but it is an arrogance thing. Mm-hmm. And there are people there who could write very good movies that aren't given opportunities for yeah. one reason or another. You know, it's, it is unfortunate, but again, this is, this is Warner. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think it takes someone like Kevin Feige 
who I do believe is a true fan of these characters, these For properties, sure. a no fan he, of the books. Yeah, there's and, no way he couldn't have. He couldn't have. He had to be in order to do what he's done over the last twelve years. It's like, and what he did is he borrowed ideas from some of the best storylines, and then married them into the movies. Well, what they did too is at first they were building that Marvel creative. I forget what they called it, but it was a bunch of the comics guys at the time. Mm-hmm. And they brought that, they, they did like a writer's room to kind of craft this. And then after a while, he's like, this is not working. There's right. too many voices in the room. So, and there's, there's very clear times he lets filmmakers do their thing. And there's very clear times he does not. I think that's the mark of a good producer is you shepherd when you have to. And you just, you're, you let people do when you believe in them. Right. And I think there's been a lot of times he's had to shepherd people who don't know enough. Right. Yeah. Or when he's kind of introducing him. But then there's other times like Peyton Reed got to go make these Ant-Man movies. And it's very clear that he was kind of like, OK, here's our framework. Go. Right. Right. I think he's applied. I think he's very much applied a comics approach to filmmaking where he is the editor in chief. Yeah. Right. And he's hiring out these the creative teams to do these movies. And then, you know, steering them into the crossovers, the way the way Marvel has always been run as a comics place. Oh, again, right. well, the same thing with the, but that's not what DC is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. They're very different companies. And when DC tries to ape Marvel and always has, it doesn't work. When DC is allowed to be DC, it works. Right. Yeah. But have like they even when Jeanette Khan was running DC, it worked. Paul Levitz gave people some leverage. Paul Levitz still, when he was running things, it worked. Since Paul Levitz left DC, has not worked as well on the com on the publishing front. The movies, it just hasn't gotten the right start. And I do well, think a lot of it's Warner corporate culture. We'll mm. see if the guy who brought us the Lego movie and Sherlock Holmes. I mean, if he likes the material, I mean, I assume there's a reason why they're talking to this guy. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't think because I think a lot of people kind of think the same as us. Like, oh, why would you want to do that? But I think he sees this and goes, dude, this is Superman. This is Batman. Like, how can you not want this? Yeah. So, his, his tone is going to be like, the if you look at the tone of his other movies, his tone will definitely be lighter than this darkness, you know, kind of thing. Because he'll add some levity to it, at least. I think the these characters, movies. they need some sense of levity, especially super, right? You oh, can't yeah. take You can't take it so seriously. You know, because I think that's the problem, too, is they take it so seriously. At the very least, we won't have him just get murdering millions of it people goes, while he fights with Zod. Depends on who he hires. Who's it he goes hire? back to the uh, Ray Fisher, Josh Whedon versus Zack Snyder fight. And I'm not defending either director. They're all wrong. But you know? the whole Josh Whedon wanted him to say booyah because it's something it's become a thing with Cyborg. And it's, it's something that he trace. says. It's yeah. a catchphrase. It's it's something that he says in exuberance. And when he's happy, it's a fun thing. And Ray Fisher's like, no, I don't want to say that. I don't think my character would say that. And it's just like, yeah, but like. It wouldn't have matched the tone of the rest of the freaking movie. That's, which was his argument. And to be quite frank, he was right. Yeah. Like having him, having Cyborg say that Cyborg say booyah. And that even in the Joss Whedon version of the movie, wouldn't have worked and that's the jeff johnsiness of can you imagine he does can you yeah. imagine that last scene where they kick what what's his name's corpse through the boom tube and they're looking Stephanie. at dark side and, and he all, goes booyah and, uh, but, but but not just booyah but like booyah like like teen titans is <laughs> like no it wouldn't have worked like, yeah that's not the movie they made like and that and i think that for all the flaws with all this all these arguments they're right like i mean 
the story they told that's the problem with this with those movies the tone is is all over the place yeah mm-hmm. i i mean like i think the whedon version doesn't know what it wants to be the snyder version it does know what it wants to be but it's so self-aggrandizing that it's it's a yeah. little much what was it, uh, it uh, Nor- it Nor- norwegian choirs <laughs> Oh my yeah, God. See, <laughs> I mean, just that one scene alone. Oh that that God. is that is that is the scene that tells you everything you need to know about that movie. <laughs> while they're holding, while they're holding and sniffing Aquaman's sweater. <laughs> <his> sweater. <laughs> Come on, I thought I was watching a t- outtake from Midsommar at that point. <laughs> Self-important like, much. <laughs> Midsommar is a better movie than Justice League. So <laughs> true. <sighs> All right. Well, I think that's enough of that. I'm yeah. so tired. Is our show has become the Warner Brothers show, and it's like I I grow weary of having the same conversations every week. But they do stupid shit every week that we have to talk about. Yeah. Well, we're the Warner Brothers, and John's the Warner sister. I'll do that. Have you seen my pet? Polka dot. Okay. Why not? <laughs> Great show. It's Great show. I'll go grab my cat and throw it at the camera. There you go. Oh my god! Don't do that, poor kitty. <laughs> All right. So let's let's wrap this puppy up. We got any recommendations or what did you learn on the podcast, John? Well, I never learn anything, but I'll tell you this. Netflix has a new live action movie for, was it Full Metal Alchemist? And don't watch it. That is my advice. They, they've done two live action shows. One was Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist, but, in, but instead of taking an entire series, like 30 episodes, like the original anime did to tell a story. They condensed that down to like, I don't know, what was it? Two hours and 15 minutes. Can you imagine taking something that lasts like 15 hours and condensing it to two hours with, with packed storyline in, in every episode they, and they, they, they condensed that down. Well, the, this new one, full melt, was it Full Metal Alchemist: The Revenge of Scar? Is even worse, and with with C, with CGI that that would have been tacky for you know some guy doing it you know on his own fifteen years ago. Like I don't know, they they must they must have murdered the guy the 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 teams working on this with deadlines. So it's horrible. So don't watch that. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> don't <Good> recommendation. <laughs> So okay, if you're an anime fan, this will make you cry. A recommendation not to watch something. Okay, yes. JD. Well, I wasn't going to go in that direction. I am in the, I'm tonight. I'm going to finish the book Revival by Stephen King. And this is like the darkest thing I think this man has ever written. It's Stephen King's take on doing a Lovecraft style story. Oh, okay. That's just bleak and full of despair. And I don't really, I love Lovecraft ideas, but I don't really like his execution all that much. I mm-hmm. don't. Like he's he reads like a pulp writer, which is nothing bad because that's just how pulp writers. He kind of was a pulp writer. He was a pulp writer, absolutely. But he's not as good as like Robert E. Howard. You know, like Mm. Lovecraft stuff's not as good as like Conan. Like so, King has taken his ideas and brought it into the story of a a preacher of a minister who whose wife and son died young, and then he has this obsession with lightning and and healing people through using electrical current stimulants. Oh, that's and, not going to end well. Well, then there's this. I know the ending because I listened to Kingcast and they made it like a joke. So it's the it's the bleakest ending of a book ever. And I'm getting to that point and I see it coming. 
and it's it's a hell of a ride man it's 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 very king folksy with this uh, impending sense of just dread and doom and you know cosmic horror of the pointlessness of the pointlessness of existence it's good uh. <laughs> it's a really good book. I mean, it's like it's terrifying. It's like, but it's a good. It's so well written, and the characters are so engaging. Like, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. All right. Well, I think I just learned that JD is a nihilist. Eh, sometimes. <laughs> well said. I also learned that Warner Brothers is a horrible, horrible place. You knew that. <laughs> yeah, that was apparently you know self that you know. I mean, self-apparent. I mean, <laughs> what I will recommend is that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to our social media on the top of the page. Comic book reviews by our good friend D-Square. Rants and news from me and many, many, many other things hopefully that you will enjoy. Also, I'm going to recommend that you either watch, let's say, the first four episodes of Sandman mm. or Man of Steel because one of those we'll be talking about next week. <laughs> Depends if we can coordinate the other guys to come on. So on that note, as always, thanks for listening. Don't let you keep getting. Don't let you keep caught in the door. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>